Who's your daddy? Boom, we are off another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm Dr. Alan Snyder, and I'm here today with one of my favorite people in the world. I know I say that all the time, but she legitimately is one half of one of my favorite people in the world. It is Kara Mbop Hansen. What's up, Kara? Hey, hey. I was hoping Mbop was going to make it in there. I was going to be heartbroken. Do you know you're saved in my phone as Mbop, even when I do a group text with you and Seth? I would hope so, because Hansen got really big when I was in like middle school, right? So I'm like seventh grade and everyone's dying over Hanson. And I went the opposite way. I was like, Hanson, I hate them. They are terrible. It's terrible music. I'm not associated with them. I don't know anything about them. Like I'm definitely not related. So you went the opposite way of that. But then later in life, when I was yes. invited to your fantasy football team, your team name is Umbop. And I don't know most of the people in your league. And even when I start to meet them as I hang out with you guys, I basically am just checking every week to see if I beat you. I actually don't even care about anybody else in that league. Well, that's because I'm one of the best players in the league. Of all the players in the league, you're one of them. Have you won a championship? Yes, I have. Last year, I think. Uh, Nobody cares. No. Yeah, when you're not winning. It's it's embarrassing to say, but that league, I don't care about that much. So I just draft like an asshole and then I usually end up winning, which just proves you're better off doing the opposite of what I generally do. That's how I do so well in your league. Well, you know what my draft strategy is, right? I <laughs> do no research ahead of time. I pick based on knowledge of how good of a person the player is. And then as a tiebreaker, how good their smile is. So not even if they're good looking, it's the smile. No, it's a good smile and good person. So like Adrian Peterson, he's like out because you know he's got bad stuff he hasn't been good since that bad stuff so like yeah so you sold the stock on the way down on that and had nothing to do with him beating his kid with a stick true Kara and Bob Hanson you know it's funny you say Hanson being big in middle school because I was pretty sure you're like seven years younger than me I guess maybe we're a little close in age I just have known you for so long I was in middle school and probably one of the coolest kids in middle school I'm not gonna say any names developed a crush on the the lead singer of Hanson he came in and was like oh my god there's this new band and this chick is really freaking good and her name's Taylor Hansen and <laughs> stop I was like who's the lead singer the, the, the middle one the one with the long hair yeah. I mean, he looks like feminine he was, enough at he's that very camp. pretty yeah and then he had I think he ended up cut did he cut his hair or was the other one cut the hair no I think the oldest brother cut his hair and I think they all have a lot of kids now they're all married and ha- like all married young and they have like four or five kids each Are I they mean cr- they're Christian? living a great life I think so yeah yeah well that kid that guy that I went to school with his stock dropped very quickly after that and then he I think he it's well, hard to come back from in middle school. Like you're talking about the cool band. It's a boy and you've called it out incorrect. You got to just go hide in a hole after that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So I'm getting thirsty, but I will defer to you. I'm curious what you are drinking. What is your booze? I have a Revolution Hazy Hero. Revolution in Chicago, which is where I'm located. Yeah, I guess That's we didn't talk. Yeah, you're you're in Chicago, which yeah. is why I'm wearing my Chicago Cubs jersey. Yes, I love it. Goal Cubs, goal. Hey, Chicago, what do you, what do you say? Are the Cubbies going to win today? I, I, I mean, don't know. It seems like there's not going to be any season, so. <laughs> I am legitimately worried for your fiance. Make sure you take away all sharp objects. He has not been doing well with the news that the season may be over before it started. Okay, so he's already made peace with it, is what you're going with? I don't know. I think I just, it's going to have to just be a suicide watch. Like, I'm just going to watch him the whole time and, you know. Oh, so I'm. seem like mo- making any moves to sharp objects, I'm going to know. Oh, jeez. Like, I know. Course, I, like, it's I think time to get in there. I got super excited for UFC back in April and then they canceled it. It was the it was I was devastated. So I'm just not allowing myself to get excited for anything until we're getting yeah. very close to it. So that you're drinking a uh, I'm surprised you didn't show up with a 312 beer. <laughs> 
I forgot about that. It's so tempting to go for the Goose Island 312, but as everyone from Chicago would tell you, it's a 312 and you looked like an asshole ordering it. <laughs> I think I said 312, not 300. I said 312. Just you to, might have said 312. Just to, just to piss you off. So, but I, uh, I want to tell you about my beer because I got something that I thought was great. This is the Bronx Brewery. So you have a little bit of an attitude. So you could be from the Bronx, maybe, but the name of it is Slow Your Roll IPA. I love it. Because I got to be honest, Kara, you basically, every facial expression you ever give me when I'm being typical daddy, not even Alan, but I'm just being a straight up jerk, your facial expression basically says, hey, Snyder, slow your roll. <laughs> I fair? love that. I didn't that know. Fair? I have been told I have a very expressive face and I do feel like sometimes when you're just getting out there, I'm sometimes like, all right, let's see where this goes. But I didn't know that it was straight, slow your roll, Alan well, Snyder. Well, but I think that's actually a fair statement because it's not resting bitch face because you are one of the best audiences. You smile and you laugh at everything, but it's more like a chill out, bro. Like you're doing just fine the way you are. As I mentioned to you recently, I don't oh, think you knew this about we're, me. We're so going like, to get there. Oh, let's, we're going there. Okay. Let's, let's crack the beers first. Okay. Look, go ahead. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. There it is. Cheers. Cheers. To you. Bing, bing, bing. Chin, chin. Chin, chin is what language? I think it's like a British phrase, but I'm not sure. Yes. Let's let's go there now because I've had a couple of guests on. A lot of them have been coming with, I'm so nervous. I had what somebody who just got <laughs> baked as a cake and then just giggled for 30 minutes, which was great because that allowed me just to go. And right. y- you are one of the most confident people with this. And the other day, I was kind of trying to get you. You're like, hey, hey, podcast coming up, getting nervous, getting nervous. And I think you said something in the lines of, Snyder, slow your roll. I did competitive theater back in high school. I didn't touch that. I actually didn't even address you that. Didn't. My mind started so whirling. I, in my head, had a reasonable thought what competitive theater was, but then I went irrational. Now, here is my guess at what competitive theater might be or should be. I imagine competitive theater being kind of like old school where you have these different events and in a challenge and people go from thing to thing. So I am yeah. hoping that competitive theater and the three best things, three best events I wanted to maybe incorporate into this challenge is one, how fast can you change out of a costume into another one? So maybe you set up a couple of costumes. Two, putting on makeup. And I mean really getting there because I dated an actress and you think women take long? Actresses and their makeup was an hour to two hour process. And then the third one is actually kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. From what I understand, there is something called a slow entrance. It's kind of like in baseball when Big Poppy used to hit these home runs and you're supposed to move around the bases relatively quickly and he went into a trot that they used to clock was like 45 seconds and most (laughs) players like you and I could make around those bases probably in like 19 seconds without breaking a sweat I mean it's really not that far so I think the third event in competitive theater should have been how slow can you make your entrance in to a scene I love this this is all so good it's not that what is it I mean we could build on that like you could have some games introduce some like a drinking aspect like hilarity would ensue Uh, but no this is not like that outside of your first sentence which was I assume that people go around to different competitive things everything was wrong I mean it brought me back a lot so yeah competitive theater I call it competitive theater because it has a name it's called forensics and every time I've ever said that to anyone they've just been like wait so you're like you know looking at dead bodies or whatever you know the, the obvious parallel there and I'm like no 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 it's a whole thing for high school kids but so the way that it works is in high school you get all these theater kids and they go 
go to all of the different high schools in the area every single weekend and you go to these tournaments. And so everybody prepares like a monologue or like if you have a partner or a group, like you do like a eight minute or five minute like short monologue. And then you like compete with everybody else from every other high school in like different rounds. You know, you get graded and like as people fall off, you rise to the top and then you break through to the next round. You keep competing, competing. Um, So I was very, very involved in this in high school every weekend. I would be going to all of these tournaments, which actually I can't believe this hasn't come up in conversation between the two of us because I know that you like uh, musical too. I Um, like for a, I always tell my patients, I see way more theater voluntarily than most of my guy friends. And you see them get very excited. And I turn and I say, I also have multiple, multiple fantasy football teams that I pay a lot of attention to. And then they start saying, oh, did you see that three-week show back in 19? And I'm like, time out. I see more than my friends, but I still have (laughs) way more football and sports on my hands than possible. And they realize that, okay, I'm not down to talk that much theater to them. I'm just curious because I know you also see sing and I'm definitely not going to put you on the spot but from what I understand you don't really love singing in front of people you just like more the acting aspect no actually it has everything to do with the size of the audience I hate a one-on-one performance that is where I feel very uncomfortable um, or a small group but if you put me on a stage in front of 10,000 people like game on that is good for me like I feel very comfortable there it's like it's very much less personal so I think that like when you're on a big stage in front of a lot of people like you're not really thinking about the people but like if it's me singing to you, Dr. Alan Snyder, I am terrified that you're not liking what I'm doing. I actually feel the same way to you uh, about that. I could perform to as many people as possible, but if you put me in a room with four or three, two, that's when I actually get pretty, uh, unless I'm in a position of power, but I get pretty nervous in front of the less people. Maybe we'll we'll change our mind. They're very interesting. So I'm glad you're not that nervous. Yeah. The other question I had was, and I think I might know the answer, are you a triple threat? Because it's singing, acting, and dancing, except I've been to enough weddings that you been I don't think you're the triple threat right you're you're no. competent you're competent on the dance <laughs> I think that's a, a perfect way to describe it competent on the dance floor definitely not a triple threat singing is what I like the most acting is what I'm best at yeah I don't know I mean I really miss it this is it's funny that this came up because this is something that like I know myself from high school and like nobody in my regular life now knows me as like a theater or musical person here's do you little... have anything like that like are you ever like were you the magic the gathering kid and nobody in your like real life now would know you as that guy. I guess I dabbled in Magic the Gathering for a little bit. It was a summer camp thing. So I know about the mana and I know about tapping things and I know about like the doppelganger thing. Yeah. I know I know more about magic than people would ever think I do. I guess I'm going to share a story right now that most of my friends probably don't know. And I don't think you know this. I really wanted to be, this is shocking. I really wanted to be a performer growing up. And I did most of the plays, never in high school. When I got to high school, I got to high school at 13 years old and I struggled because I was still figuring out my hand for my foot. And then your life is going on. Going into high school, I auditioned to go to a magnet high school to be a theater major in high school where they gave you two hours a week of English, two hours a week of math and all the other subjects. And then it was like acting for five hours every day. And I auditioned. They took 20 people into the program and I got put on the waiting list. I made it through like three or four cuts. I mean, it was intense. And then I started high school and I made a couple of friends and then they called me and asked me if I wanted to come in. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know 
this is the best decision for me. I used to perform a lot and I'm probably not, I'm very animated clearly. So it's probably not that hard. But when I was in, it was the seventh grade, maybe my Hebrew school put on a performance of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I was Joseph and I crushed it. My family, anytime they're just like, come on, I close my eyes. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> Drew back the curtain. Ah, I loved it. And I, I do love performing. I think ending up a doctor or doctor with quotation marks, as some of my friends would say, maybe have been the right thing for me in the end. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I get to use my personality in my um, daily life, which is pretty good. I'm curious because you got a lot of dirt on me. I mean, that is not a shocker. I'm curious. I don't have that much dirt on you. I was but, having a hard time being like, what is the most embarrassing story I can think of of Alan Snyder? And I like, I was having a hard time. All right. So then I'll just go with the first time we met, and you can correct me, was about seven years ago when I lived in Hoboken. You came, we ended up doing a little grill session on the roof. And the two things I remember from that night, one was I used the Montreal grill mate seasoning on the steak. And Seth just called me out immediately like, oh, grill Montreal, huh? And he tasted it right away. I was like, yeah, totally. And of course, nowadays, you, you can't like, you have to make your own seasoning or you have to grill with salt and pepper. <laughs> and he just called me right out. And I was a little embarrassed that he got that. The other part of that was you were right at the decision of thinking about getting a dog. And I just sat you down and was like, listen, I've known you for about 30 seconds. You're making a horrible decision. I was more aggressive than I should have be, which is not a shock to most of our friends because I don't make the best first impressions. Usually it takes like a fine wine. It takes a couple of times to get used to me. And you then started defending yourself very much. You know, I was like, no, you're so not, this is going to be so much work and you don't understand. You're like, we're going to get a dog that's three or four years old. And Seth just looks at you like, Kara, don't even entertain him. He's just trying to get you riled up. And you're like, I got this. I will handle myself, sir, because I know what to do. And I know dogs and I'm this. The irony of that story is you then got a dog who, dog Abby, who is yes. absolutely delightful, but is the chillest dog I've ever met, maybe to a fault. I think you phrase it a little bit differently if you just want to share with everyone what you say about dog Abby and her lack of motivation, let's call it. I'm pretty sure that I said, because I came there one weekend and you guys had movers coming over. Yes. And there were people going in and out of your apartment doing all types of things and your dog would just look up and look down and they could have done anything and I think my exact words were, I think your dog had a stroke at some point because it's just not reacting to anything. Yeah, that's how I recall it also. <laughs> I'm glad that it could actually be confirmed that I'm not saying like the most un-PC things behind closed doors. No, no. I mean, she she's very lazy, but wait, I actually wasn't going to tell this story today, but now I'm going to tell it. Did I tell you about the time that she <laughs> attacked a delivery person? I don't so, believe this. Exactly, because every person that I tell this story to, they're like, Abby, no way. She's an angel. No energy, doesn't run anywhere. Like her walks are like a block long each. And I'm like, no, no, no. She, she got a taste for some meat. I had like a package being delivered and we have, well, you live in a three flat. So you have stairs to come up to the front door. So there's basically two doors to get to the delivery worker. So I closed our door behind us and then I went down to the bottom door, but I had to sign for something. So I had like my foot wedged into the door and that little asshole <laughs> came. The door opened upstairs from the air pressure or something. She comes barreling down and she attacks this person. Now, it was the middle of winter in Chicago. It was very, very cold. The lady said she had, you know, several pairs of pants on. Very cold in, Chica in the middle of Chicago? You go to yeah. Chicago in the summer and I need to put on a bundle up. Yeah. So, Abby, um, yeah, I guess she's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know? She's either yeah. dead or um, attacked. Pretty much. You know, 
other highlight of that weekend was the fact that you were away at a bachelorette party and I had come to Chicago and Seth and I had gone see fish at Wrigley Field, which was an experience. But you guys got all this new bedroom furniture. And the first thing I saw, because every apartment that I've lived in, at least since college, I take my bed frame away because I have injured myself way too many times. I've even had friends come over, specifically as one friend, her name is Lisa. I had a barbecue and she saw it. She goes, Snyder, why do you sleep on the floor? I'm like, what? She goes, no, seriously, you have a, a mattress and a frame and you're on the box spring. It's on the floor. And I said, well, I just don't like the way it looks and feels this and that. And I, I told you or Seth, I said, you guys are going to jam your toe on the end of that bed. I mean, because you had this massive bed frame and somebody rolled their eyes and like, whatever. And then I think you told me what, like three weeks later, one of you did. Yeah. And the first you're like, oh, goddamn Snyder. I knew it would have happened. To this day, that was probably four years ago. To this day, if I hit that thing, it like hits me in my shit. I'm like, Snyder. All right. Good to know that you're screaming my name in the bedroom. Oh, uh. Uh, pretty disappointing. <laughs> but at least that fail for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you are endeavoring into something new that I want to talk about because you and I have gone back and forth and I can't wait to place my first order. And I want to know what the name of your company is because you had told me that you were starting something to do with candles and I had suggested Kara's Candle Company, which then I kind of thought like, that's funny, but obviously not a real idea. Tell us real quickly kind of what you're about because I have some suggestions for that as well. Oh, wow. Um, Well, that's terrifying. I definitely remember Kara's Candle. This was at a friend's wedding. Old fashions had been had. <laughs> I'm like throwing out like, you know, a tiniest glimmer of an idea and you jump on it. And you're like Kara's candles. Well, it was more that it was Kara's candle company. And oh, before right. I, re- yeah, because then I was like, you know, because like, I'm not racist in the least, but then I was like, you know, you change a couple letters around. And then I was like, what am I even saying? Like, yeah. I just try to think about marketing and everything. And I am so excited for it. Tell me more. Well, thanks. Yeah. So the company is called Beatrix and Company. Um, Uh, We're going by Beatrix and Co. What does that mean? It's actually meaningless. I just wanted like a really good girl's name. And then I was like running through all these baby lists of like girls' names that had like websites open. And it actually turns out that Beatrice was Seth's grandmother's name or great-grandmother's name. So I landed on, I just like said it out loud. And he was like, well, you know, that was my grandmother's name. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So that's what it is, obviously. Didn't look any further. This could get sticky though. If you guys have a bad breakup and you're like, ah, goddamn Beatrix. And then you're gonna... (laughs) right? People change names and stuff all all the time. Yeah. I mean, I guess his grandma would be coming with me. It's pretty inextricable for me at this point in time. So yeah. So it's soy candles. Um, I make everything by myself. It's a one woman show. If I remember correctly, you have a very interesting twist because I talked to my patients about your story because I think it's really cool. And I think it might even relate to the t-shirt you're wearing. Isn't there some meaning behind what you want it to be? Because I think this is amazing. Oh, thank you. Well, to just like rewind the story a little bit, like the whole idea started a couple years ago when I was just burnt out in corporate America and was kind of like, oh, I just made all these like little tiny decisions in my life. And I like woke up one day and was like two miles away from where I thought I would be. And I still don't know how I got there. So I was like, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to start my own business. I'm just going to do my own thing behind the scenes. And finally, I've gotten it. I've worked on it to the point where I'm ready to start putting it out there. And the whole premise is to like basically build a better company 
company to be more socially engaged as a company and to be very focused on mentorship and empowerment for women. And a lot of things that I think get lost in the translation of like corporate America to like training their young workers that I think that we can just do better as people. So our premise is that we donate a portion of every purchase to charity. And I intend to rotate the charities monthly or quarterly, just dependent on sales and where the need in the community is. But yeah, the whole idea is to like try and start something to like do a little better and give back. I, I think that's amazing. I, I please, Can you add me to that charity list and maybe get a donation at some point? If we I have strict credentials, Alan. At one point you had mentioned that you also were interested or at least maybe going to be giving back to more of a women's entrepreneur leadership. Is that still in the cards? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, well, the way I've been building my business from step one is every time that I'm like looking for a vendor or a business to work with, like women owned businesses go to the absolute top of my list. And I have some like ideas that are not totally fleshed out and are probably like a year down the road in terms of mentorship programs for potential employees. But obviously I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Don't put the, the, um, you know, the card so. before the horse. Now you, you read way more than I ever have. Is it, I always said flushed out. Is it fleshed out or does both work? That's a great question. And this is actually a funny topic because I say a lot of words wrong because I have read them a lot, but have never heard them out loud. Um, I'm not sure if this is one of those phrases that I'm just wrong about. I have two good statements with that. One is I listened to the Hunger Games. I didn't read it, but I listened to the audiobook and it was read by this lovely British author who talked about Katniss Everdeen and Peter Melloc and Gail, I forget his last name, and forever and ever and ever. You know, it was all a big, like, who is she going to end up with? And right. we're sitting around and my friends are talking about, are you team Gail or are you team Pitta? And I said, team who? They said Pitta. And I said, you mean Peter Mellark? And the lady, the, whoever I was talking to says, wait, what? I said, well, it's read by this British lady. And she says, Pitta. Because I had heard, like, Peter. Like, his name's Peter. He's an American guy named Peter. And apparently for a long time, however long all the books were on audiobook, I was saying the completely wrong name in my head. Do you know what his name is now? It's Peter. Did you look it up? I did. It's P-E-E-T-A. I was okay. 100% wrong. I just the- wondered if you were just, like, still out there being like, P-I-T-A. Who knows? I thought it was P-E-T-E-R. It was like, Peter. My boy Peter over there. So that was one time that I really got it wrong. And the other one, actually, and I don't think you know this story, was my first ever baseball trip. And I guess I haven't really said it. You know, I do a baseball trip. It's the the Jewish law firm of Friedman, Rosenberg, Goldstein, and Snyder. We go away every year, probably not this year. And it was my first one. And we were in Detroit. I got lucky enough to see. And I was there with your fiance, Seth. And that's obviously how I know you. And it was an Oriole game. I got to see my Orioles in Detroit. It was my first game ever with these guys. It was incredible. And there was a play that a ball got hit down in the corner and the outfielder just took his time getting to that ball. And I was so upset. And I looked, turned and I turned to Seth and I go, you know, if he wasn't so lackadaisical, that wouldn't have been a triple. Like it would have been a double. Yes. And Seth looks at me and goes, uh, cause very Sethy. He's not ever going to correct you. Like you're an idiot. He just kind of said, uh, I think it's lackadaisical. <laughs> and I said, dude, it definitely is not. And he just goes, eh, okay. And he didn't really care too much. So I wasn't done with this story. So I grabbed my Blackberry at the time. I was like, I'm going to prove this idiot how wrong he is. L A 
L-A-X-I-D-I-C-A-L. And it says lackadaisical. It came right up. What uneducated people say when they want to say lackadaisical. I never brought it up again, but I've also never made that mistake again. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, you know, you got to be careful with Seth because he will keep you on your toes. Like if you say something, like you better know for like pretty sure that it might be rooted in fact before you're like throwing it out there. True. Yeah, I'm definitely going to flesh out everything the next time that I have to. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll take a good look at a T-bone by sticking my head up a bull's ass. Kara, you have been one of my main trivia participants since we've been doing trivia during the pandemic. And it's slowed down a little bit as life has picked up for everybody, certainly with yes. this podcast. I appreciate it. I love having you guys on. And we always do trivia on this show. And you said, you know what? I can do the trivia. So I am curious what you have prepared for me. Well, I started to prepare something and then stopped. I was not quite upfront with you about how far into my preparation I was. So I, I moved out of that pretty quickly. But I would like to do with you today, Alan Snyder. Dr. Alan Snyder. Dr. Alan Snyder. Or Dr. Daddy, whatever you prefer, either way. Broadway musical trivia. Let's do it. Yes. So I have five questions for you. I'm going to name the song and you have to name what musical that song was in. Okay. And now I'm not sure how you're going to do with this because I was like, again, under the impression that you're a fear going young man and you're going to know a lot of things. But these are not too hard. So you can definitely get that. Question number one. In what musical is the song Cell Block Tango? Block. Fizz, Cicero, uh uh, Lipschitz. It's Chicago. Get out of here. So proud of you. Come on. All right. Maybe these are too easy. Wait, you know um, that, that that was a trivia question somewhat recently. Did you miss that week? I that, must have. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's God. one of my, I think that musical, which I saw once on a cruise, you can watch the first two or three songs and then leave. The, the three highlights and then you can leave. There's the rest of it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I think it just depends on the production. Like we went and saw one in Chicago where it was like a reduced crowd. Like they didn't have the full set and it was kind of boring. But if you see like the full on production, I feel like it's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, the, the, the cruise ship that I saw it on that had, you know, the guy who was also serving me cocktails the next day, who was also the bingo caller, not that good. Well, you know, you get what you pay for. I'm not sure what to say about that. <laughs> okay, another easy one. We'll start off a little slower. What musical is the song I Dreamed a Dream in? I dreamed a dream of time gone by. Wait, they made a musical out of that? Isn't that just Les Mis the movie with Anne Hathaway? Okay. No? Yeah. Uh, no, it's Les Mis the play. And fun fact, I was Fontaine in the very first high school production of Les Mis nationwide. All right. Fun fact. That's another point for daddy. Here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. This next one is for you. So do not let this fail. What musical is the song Good Morning Baltimore in? Good morning, Baltimore. I've never seen it, but it's hairspray. I did know that. Yeah. Ah, you should see it. It's great. Don't care. Okay. All right. Well, you're rocking right through these. Let's ratchet it up a little bit. I'm ratchet not sure it up? <laughs> is that not a thing either? <laughs> I only know ratchet like, damn, that girl's ratchet. Maybe some of these are Midwest colloquialisms that you just have not come into contact with yet. I'm not sure. All right, Cornhusker. Keep it okay. going. Okay. Okay. What musical is the song The Lonely Goat Herd in? No clue. Lonely Goat Herd. Okay. So if I'm going to try to think about it. Let me give you a hint. It involves yodeling. Uh, I was going to say Jesus Christ Superstar, but now I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, you're way off, man. I have, I have no... It involves yodeling? I don't involves know. Involves yodeling. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the L. So this is the musical of my childhood, The Sound of Music. Oh, I could have... What are you do with marionettes? 
I've never it's seen a it. little play. Oh my, you've never seen The Sound of Music? I Wait, know. actually, I should say, Seth has also never seen The Sound of Music, and we went to Austria together and stayed in Salzburg where it was filmed in like a Sound of Music-y type place. Seth, Seth he is refused. a jerk. He's an asshole. I, I watched the whole thing by myself on the plane because I was like, this is not ruining my time. He watches so many of those movies that come out, have no purpose, and then the next year nobody's talking about them, and you're like, wait, what movie was that? That's accurate. Yeah, he watches a lot of garbage. <laughs> I mean, he gets to some good things eventually, but it's like every movie that comes out that just happened to come out and is in the theaters for a month or two, but it had a famous funny person, he watches every one of those. Oh, give him credit, though. Like, he he's trying stuff. Like, he's getting out there being like, I'll watch whatever, like, seeing what I like or not. He's very critical of all those movies. Seth is the most critical person I know. He makes me look like an easy breezy person possibly <laughs> okay all right last trivia question and this one is near and near and very near and dear to my heart it is what musical is the song you got trouble from you got trouble i can expand a little bit if you need a hint well you say near and near and dear is it location wise no no okay because you wouldn't know this i was gonna say oklahoma so then that's not right uh but i guess oklahoma I- doesn't even touch nebraska <laughs> Do you think Maybe I have Midwest? All right, okay. Okay, they could touch, right? A little bit. I don't I know. Don't think so. As far as I'm concerned, Oklahoma and Nebraska is like you know Brooklyn and Queens. Like they kind of make up one little island. Well, this is a very common East Coast approach to the Midwest, so I feel like I got to call out when I see it. So you can give me a hint, but your your trivia is fantastic. I just don't know this one, or you can give me a hint and maybe I get it. You got trouble. Right here in River City. Is well, that I'm gl- I'm ringing glad. any bells? Ah, but I'm glad. That'll probably give, give it up to some of our listeners. So <laughs> It's the music band. Okay. I've never... You know, they're oh, they're actually uh, reviving it with uh, Hugh Jackman. It's coming out. It was already supposed to come out. I know this. Yes. Oh, it's a great song about how buying a pool table will send the town to hell. That's the premise of the show? That's the premise the, of that song. <laughs> of that song. I was never going to get that. If I would have thought a little bit harder, I might have wouldn't gotten Sound of Music. I got three out of the five, and I th- that was a really good job. You are a quiz master lieutenant general because I'm the general. I'll take it. Very good. Great I can, job. I can roll with that. Thanks. That was amazing, Bob. I think we should start to wrap this up. And before we do, I just want to make sure. For, I also am so curious. What is on your shirt? It's elect what? Oh, elect women. Motherfucker. This was not what I was elect getting women. at. No. I, forget voting in women. The whole point that I thought your company was about was elect women. I couldn't see it said women. I wanted to, you promote women because you are. Oh, I personally believe that very, very deeply. But no, my company is not. Involved intimately with electing women yet. Your company. Yes. Okay. I, I guess yeah. I guess it's just part of your who you are. So wait, I'm I'm just confused. Do you think you know more about my company than I do? No, no, no. I was thought I know more about you than you do. I thought that oh, was okay, I, okay, okay. I thought that your company was very women based. And I thought when elect women kind of goes like if that's a Bellatrix and company on the back, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, I mean that's my vibe. Am I completely missing the that your company has this like feminine power? That's in- true, yes, that's true. So that's our vibe the- for sure. Sure. How is that worse than your shirt that says elect women? It's not. I'm just saying this is not for my company. <laughs> I get it, but it goes with the theme of it. It definitely does. You have an Instagram that I highly recommend people check out because your artwork is like nothing else. You do a very, very good job. Spell it for the listeners. Thank you. It is Beatrix and Co. So it's, I'm like pulling up a list so that I can look at it while I'm saying the letters like just in case. (laughs) I can Uh, do it. It's (laughs) B-E-A-T-R-I-X and A-N-D-C-O, C-O, right? Yes. 
all right, there you go. That's your Instagram. And then your website for people to order candles. Yes, it is not live yet. But if you go to the website, www.beatrixandco.com, you can join our email list and then you'll be in the know as soon as we launch. Let's do it. And I hope that you come out with some scented candles and name them something cool. And a daddy candle would be something amazing. And I can't wait to place my first order for a booze your daddy, daddy something. You would never do that with your women thing. Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. I'll take, I'll take that under advisement, Alan. Oh, Oh my God, you're definitely not doing that. Well, I'm excited to do that. I appreciate everybody who listened to this episode. Let's keep blowing this up because I'm having a great time. And Kara, I didn't get to half the things I wanted to talk to you about. So I'm going to have to have you back at some point. I love you so much. Thank you Thanks so for much having for coming me on. on. Such a joy. Daddy out. We out.